You've been told to share the gospel, but what if you're rejected? How are you going to deal with it? Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. And you're listening to The Pantry Podcast. We're serving up Jesus, not junk food, for followers of Christ who don't want to just exist, but be challenged, sifted, and changed by the Word of God. And this is Season 10, Go and Tell, and we're digging into the first half of the Great Commission to embolden you to share God's Word during these tumultuous times. Join us and friends from 77 countries as we feast on spiritual nutrition. You can even be a partner that keeps the show going. Support the show at patreon.com slash thepantrypodcast. Now let's dig into the meal. Welcome to the Pantry Podcast. It is awesome to be here. I'm excited. It's always cool sitting next to you. Yes. I'm just going to say that. I don't feel rejected with you. So this is going to be great because this episode's about rejection. I don't don't know. Like just the other night you rolled over. You're like, I miss you. (laughs) That was yesterday. Let me me tell y'all something about the difference between men and women. She's like, I miss you. And I'm like, we're together all the time. (laughs) But no rejection there. It's just different. Look, that's kind of good. When we go out on the street, she's like. You just like put me out there. It isn't even rejection. You're getting rejected right now. That whole whole story, I reject it as a good example of rejection. (laughs) But it's staying in. No, that's perfect. Because you know what? When you get out there on the street. So. Okay, here, let's just get this started. We're actually going to talk about that today, dealing with rejection. Um, And when we're sitting here talking about dealing with rejection, let me tell you something. We have been told to go out and share the gospel. We've been told to go out and, uh, you know, disciple people. Now, let me explain something to you. If they don't receive your uh, gospel, they're not going to want to be discipled. Man, if we wore shoes in the house and I had a random shoe around, I'd be like, dust, dust, right? Like, you know, but we put our shoes by the door. Just you know, so you're. Are you still there? So you know, <laughs> so you know what. Did I just get dusted? No, I'm just saying. Like as you're talking, prop a little prop of a little dust your, right. dust your I mean, shoes off. I, you know, I, I said that today actually to something. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hey, yo. Sometimes we just look, dust your shoes off. You know, don't dig your heels in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what I'm right. Saying? That's right. actually very good. That's that's <laughs> very good because what we sometimes want to do in the flesh, it's not always something that's going to seem like, it's not always like, man, I really want to do some witchcraft today. Let me go do some. No, sometimes it's like, man, I really want to dig my heels in and win this. Right, right, right. And yet the Bible calls us to something different, a different way of handling it, a different way of engaging. Just leave. It's okay. I'm I'm going to be honest in this, y'all. I don't know how many times we've prayed to God, Lord, get us out of here. Um, And, it's not that we want to wa- run away from our calling or we don't care about souls, but let me tell you something. When we're speaking, we're speaking from a position yeah. of rejection. Um, if you don't know how to be rejected, I always invite people, hey, come, stay with us. We'll go down, we'll evangelize in our in our city, and you will definitely learn how to get through rejection because they do not have a necessity. Yeah. Um, and when we find this, when we find that people don't have a necessity or a need or a want for Christ, then we start to see this wall go up, this rejection go up. I like what you said. We dust your shoes off. You know, if we had our shoes, but also watch this. Peter, put away your sword. 
Yes. Now, granted, Jesus could have said a little earlier before he lopped the ear off, but Peter was just bad with the sword. There was a miracle <laughs> loading. I think Peter was just bad with a sword. But anyways, <laughs> but put put away your sword, Peter. And I know those are hard words. Um, I, I'm a military raised, you know, pretty much from, dang, 17. Just and I'm 17, a 18. woman. Yeah. <laughs> so it was real hard. I'm uh, just kidding. I had to add that. No, no, but... <laughs> Hey, I mean, you know, if you feel like getting deeper into that, I'm sure we, our audience would not matter or would not care. Would yeah, not it care. wouldn't matter wouldn't to care. them, but would yeah. Not matter. But no, when we think about this, though, and we think about being connected the right way, we're not going to get into that. Right now, yeah. we've already talked into our last season, being connected to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that we're not quenching the Spirit, making sure that when we move forward, we're moving forward in uh, Christ-like uh, attitude and mentality. So basically, we're out on the streets or you're in your ministry, you're sharing the gospel, Um and you're doing it with love and truth and love and all these wonderful things. That's where I really want to get because I really want people to understand where this all boils back to. Yeah. It boils back to Jesus. Right. It boils back to him being the one who is being rejected and being hated. Because if it's not us and it's the Holy Spirit who's speaking through us, then we are definitely, definitely sharing what he wants us to share. So therefore, it has a purpose and a meaning. Yeah. Yeah. It's We have to trust the Holy Spirit. I think that two weeks ago... Actually, no, this was last week. So last week's episode was amazing with Abby Johnson, where she said, I can't be God. Mm. I'm me thinking that if I'm not there or if I say no to something in favor of something else, that that means souls could be lost is putting all of the saving power on us instead of the Lord. And again, in Matthew 10, it says, don't he encourages us not even to practice what we're going to say, but just trust that the Holy Mm. spirit is going to speak through us when we're given an opportunity. Um, and, and so in these kind of situations, plotting comebacks and plotting arguments and plotting, you know, all, all of that, you know, sometimes just depending on who you are and where you are in your walk, that might just automatically happen before you can kind of stop it. Um, but that shouldn't be top of your to-do list. Mm-hmm. It should be going out, knowing uh, a friend of mine who was in sales for a long time, he used to say, you know, that the way that they train them with rejection is the every no is closer to the next yes. And that is how they go out and sell whatever the heck they're selling. Books, Tupperware, Avon, you know, whatever. <laughs> every Every no is closer to the next yes. So... Rather than obsess over that no, trust the Holy Spirit's going to work in that in whatever way mm. he works, but that you did your your thing and now move on to the next. And if you feel this urge to press in a little more, lean in a little more, challenge a little more in love, okay, but will you feel that every time you hear a no, I would push back on that, mm. you know? Yeah, that's, that's good because I mean... I think that there's, there's, it takes so much spiritual discernment to whether you stay in a conversation, you don't stay in a conversation. Because Abby Johnson also said that sometimes the Holy Spirit just tells her to drop it out there. She drops out and runs away. Right. right, (laughs) And and that's okay too. Uh, But there's also those conversations that you might get into that's like where you can feel that like, hey, there's some, there's some real interest here. I was on the other day and this guy comes on and I said, hey, all I said was Jesus still performs miracles. He still performs miracles. And of course, someone jumps on and they're like, well, why hasn't he cured cancer? Okay. 
Okay, I get that. You know, instead of me just going, well, you know, and giving him a God answer, you know, like God does and God's in control and, and God is in control. You don't have enough faith. You don't have enough faith or all this other stuff. It's like, it's yeah. like, hold on. So ask a, I asked a question. I was like, hey, you know what? I got, why out of everything that you could have chosen for a miracle, right? Mm-hmm. You chose cancer. Now, before I got to that point, three other, two other uh, believers jumped in. And really started a rampage on this poor guy. Um, and, and I just was reading this and I'm just like, you know, when someone's not a believer and they don't have the Holy Spirit, I mean, yeah, you know, the word is what's going to, you know, the Holy Spirit is what's going to bring them and bring them to Jesus. Right. But at the same time, when we're just slaying them with words, it's like they don't have an understanding or a clue. Mm-hmm. So I went in gently and I was like, so why? And it comes to find out that this, this guy had lost somebody seven months ago to cancer. So you can honestly see where there was a hurt and there was a pain. And so I did apologies and I said, hey, look, uh, you know, I'm sorry that that happened to you. Hey, look, I'm telling you that these guys aren't treating you the way that that we should as Christians. We should be more loving and all of these things. And, you know, he came through and he said, thank you. He said, thank you. We had a now we did we end with him with Jesus. No, but I at least planted a good seed. Right. A good seed for Jesus. <laughs> it's like, you not my seed. I represented the kingdom. Well. And, and what's really cool out of this, though, too, is that the person who saw me write this, they didn't just start lambasting me, saying, no, we got to shit. They actually were convicted. See, Holy Spirit was working. I knew the Holy Spirit was speaking because they came back and they, he apologized to them, too. So he got two apologies. And then on the side, I got to talk to this young man, you know, that was a believer. And we had a beautiful conversation about how adjusting our trajectory when we're trying to share the word of God, because at, right up front, I was rejected. Well, what about cancer? OK, I could have taken that in all kinds of directions, but I didn't want to do that because here we go. I'm going to jump into first Peter now because mm-hmm. we haven't even got to a verse. Yet. I love it. So you, you've been versing it. I'm usually right in the front <laughs> of the verses. But uh in first Peter two, one through six, I really like how it's established. Actually it goes to eight. It really establishes the the cornerstone, who who our foundation is on, who gets the credit, who gets all the responsibility. You know, we try to like you said, we try to take that responsibility and kick God out of his his kingdom seat, which is funny because you can't remove God. But we try, we try, and we try to do it on our own merit. But I love how this right there, right at the beginning, therefore lay aside all malice. First Peter two one. Laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. See, right there, it, it, it shuts us up. It shuts us up. And it says, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word. Whoo, come on. So now, where, where are we going? Here we go. We got to be quiet. We need to desire that pure milk that you may grow thereby if indeed you have tasted the Lord's graciousness. See, we know God's graciousness. We came from being sinners to being new people, to a new creation. And at that point, it's like, okay, so where did this come from? It came from Jesus. So we need to be in that position when we're talking. And then what really was the verse that kicked off was coming to him as a living stone rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God is precious. That's who we stand on. Verse five says, you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices except God through Jesus Christ. Okay, so Jesus has just been compared to a living stone. Now, look, you also as living stones. Now, we've been compared to living stones because in Christ, we are on his foundation. And when we're on that living stone, man, this, this, this goes so deep. It goes so deep in how we approach people, how we love people and how we move forward. Because we do, right? We go out on the streets all the time and it's, and it's bad. Sometimes it's good. Mm-hmm. We get the we get the edify. We get those times. But you know, have you ever watched YouTube? Have you ever gone on YouTube and you watch the street evangelism? Oh, like oh, in Times I mean, Square. Like, oh. 
in like in the middle of rallies. Yeah. But see, we have a greater temple um, that we can put our trust in. We don't I don't think we have to go to war all the time. I don't think that we have to go down in in, in Silver Spring and, and because people won't sit there and talk to us about Jesus, right? Or they or you walk up, you just start having a conversation and, and, and you get to the point where it's like, hey, you know, I want to share something with you. And then they reject you, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that all of a sudden we, we say, okay, you know, we bu- we're buckling down, warriors. And then we come home and make some signs. Just <laughs> <laughs> sit there and say, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. No, what we did was we actually came back and we started making prayer signs. Yeah, we have these awesome signs that if you have seen the first episode's cover art or if you've gone to any of our like channels or anything, you'll see the the signs that we're holding in this season's cover art. Those are signs we actually use. Mm-hmm. Go make some free prayer signs. Yes. We used, you know, stock graphics that are free. We said free prayers, we printed them out and we take them out. And it's really cool because it shows a loving foot forward first. It also opens up a lot because there's a lot of things out there, false teachings. And so it invites conversation. When you're saying free prayer, they're like, isn't prayer always free? And we're like, good, glad you brought that up. Um, You know, we get people who want to vet the kind of prayers they're getting like what kind of prayer who you praying to and I'm like good job being a Berean good job testing it and we have people who you know are like I'm not a Christian will you pray for me anyway another amazing testimony and then of course there's a lot of people who just walk right by or whatever um and and it's our method and it's a method that has given us a lot of ends with people who are struggling in their faith who aren't who maybe know God, but aren't saved yet. People who, uh, feel safe having, asking us questions because of the nature of the signs that we have. Um, and we came to this because I think this is, this is what's been in my mind about this episode. When you deal with so much rejection, you're in, in, in anything, sales, dating, whatever, right? There's a chance you will harden your heart Mm. out of a malfunctioning defense mechanism. And what happens to people in our society who get rejected a lot? They get bitter. They might start hating the group of people saying no. Um, They might might start undervaluing them, whatever. Now, for the Christian, um, especially because of where we live, I could very easily go out there because this is spiritual warfare. I could go out there and visually, like visualize with me for a second. I could go out there and see all these people walking around in our city center and see them as soldiers on the opposing team. And I'm out here to knock some spiritual heads. And I'm out here to flay some people with the truth. And I'm coming out here like, and what? Don't mess with me. Don't even, if you're going to say something rude, don't even come at me. I could go out with that kind of mentality. But that goes against, we do not fight flesh and blood. What is the rea- the biblical reality to visualize when you go out there? Because it is spiritual warfare. But what's the actual thing that we're not seeing with our physical eyes mm. that's actually happening? All those people that don't have Christ walking in that crowd are in chains and there are demons dragging them around. And these people are walking around as slaves to the devil. They are not soldiers on the opposing team. They are pawns of the opposing team because our enemy is the principalities. And so what you're not seeing is demons 
dragging them down, feeding them lies, keeping them comfortable. Each mm. one's going to have a different story, right? The person that's being kept comfortable in their money has different chains than the one who believes they have no self-worth, don't know what their story is, but they are the slaves that we are called to go out with a freedom message and try to save. And because we are Christians, we have the authority to go out to them mm. despite their slave master holding the chain, tugging at it, saying, come on, slave, let's go. Despite that happening and we can't even see it, we have the authority to stop that person in their tracks and give them the option of freedom. And so that's what we're going, that's the message we go out with is, hey, I love you and God, not my God, but God, period. He loves you too. And I want to give you this. Satan can't take this from you. It's great news. Here you go. We have the freedom and authority to do that. The cost is suddenly in perspective. I beautiful analogy. If you really think about this, yeah. Um, because if it's not God, it's the other. Mm-hmm. So all of the influences that we see, all of the things that are grabbing a hold of people, is coming from the principalities of the air, um, the rulers, and all these other things. Right. It's not the flesh and blood. Um, and and I like how you brought that perspective down to where you know what. Look, if the world hates you, <laughs> Jesus even says, he, is, he says, you know that it hated me before it hated you. And it is an amazing thing to see the hatred that comes against Christ. And when we're looking at first Peter, it actually leads right into why it's like, it's like, okay, so why, why is Jesus hated so much out of all of the other religions right. out there? Christianity gets a hammer. Now, granted, look, I'm, look, y'all, I'm looking at y'all, I'm looking at myself too in the camera. We can be ugly and and create animosity because there's a lot of reasons that people reject Christianity. Sometimes it's religious reasons or how they were brought up or how they were talked to. Or maybe it just hurts their feelings because it goes against what they say. You don't know. You don't know the demon. I, I like that. The demon that's attached. The demon that is lying to them. The demon that is deceiving them. But we know one thing. That demon hates what? The truth. And hates who? The Jesus. truth. And he hates Jesus. And that is 100 because there is a vile individual out there who was kicked out of heaven with jealousy and now is enraged. Mm-hmm. And we, that is who we're battling, whether you want to sit here and admit it or not. Now, sometimes I sit there and be like, stop blaming Satan, <laughs> especially if you've done something legitimate and you got to pay a consequence. <laughs> stop blaming Satan, man. Just get through it. Understand it was you. But in verse six, this or actually verse seven of first Peter two, right? It says, therefore, to you who believe he is precious, right? But to those who are disobedient, the stone, disobedience means out. Okay. The stone, which the builders reject has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. That explains a whole lot. That takes her analogy and puts it right into perspective. Why is Christ hated more than anything? I, we have Jehovah's witness. We have, uh, Hare Krishna. We have, uh, Man, black Israel, uh, what is that, Hebrew, black Black Hebrew Hebrew Israelites, Israelites. we have everything down in downtown Silver Spring. And I'll tell you what, the person holding the sign that says Jesus loves you gets beat up the most. The rest of them, they get left left alone or they dance with their heart with Krishna. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Because truth is impeding into their atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And when truth is impeding into their atmosphere, now there's a battle. 
but we need to understand where that battle is. It is not with the individual, okay? It is not with the individual. Let me explain something. If the Holy Spirit doesn't do a work and they don't understand what the Holy Spirit, like when the Holy Spirit is trying to penetrate, I don't know. I've heard people sit there and say that apologetics is not the way to save somebody. But, you know, and then somebody might get on this and argue with us. But I've heard apologists, big time apologists say that's just an avenue of explanation. It still requires the Holy Spirit to, to do a work to where they open their hearts. It's not your job. It's not my job. Our job is to simply be a light, to show love and speak truth. And that doesn't mean I go out and be, now look again, again, how many times? Okay, social media. Let's just go there for a second because we're also in that realm. How many times do I sit there and I see someone put something out on social media and like 900 people just jump on that person? Mm-hmm. Oh, back up, back up. Wait, isn't that your brother in Christ? Wait, hold on. And now I'm going to brother in Christ. I'm, 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 slip, I'm flipping out here. I just went from unbeliever to brother in Christ. Okay. But this is our mentality sometimes. We read something, see something, or, or, or look at something that offends us, and we attack. Well, uh, first of all, the Bible tells us for a brother to, to talk to him on the side. Reach out to him on the side. If they don't want to reach out to him to the side, you take someone with you to reach out to him. And if that doesn't work, well, then you can blast them. <laughs> That's really how that works out. And that usually works within a church. Um, with an unbeliever? What are you going to blast them with? What are you going to blast them with? The best thing to blast them with or blast anyone with is not blast them, but to love them, to try to understand them, to see why, why, what demon is it? Was it, was it, was it something that happened to them in their childhood? Was it some kind of religious thing? Usually it boils back to something around the religious thing. Yeah. Uh, most of the atheists that I've talked to had some kind of bad experience somewhere. Right. Or indoctrination. Yeah. There's also indoctrination. We've talked to the uh, L, to someone who came out of the LGBT community, um, Dr. Uh, Chris Yuan. Chris Yuan. Yeah. And, and, and I asked him a question. I said, I said, and it just, I don't know why God laid this on me, but I'm like, so well, what is it? Did you hate Christians before you went into the LGBT community? He said, no, there, I've never heard anything bad about them. I didn't really have any influence with them. But the minute I went into that community, they started beating the Christian and telling me how bad they were and all this stuff. So indoctrinations and all these things, we don't know guys. But we still got to share the word. So being rejected, it hurts. It sucks. It, it, it creates feelings. But man, I'll tell you what, it's better to capture those thoughts. It's better to reel it in. It's better to take the step back. It's better to be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. Because let me tell you something, we are it. We are the remnant that God has left here, that Christ has left here. And whether you think it or you don't think it, whether the rapture is coming right tomorrow or, 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 or you know, it's coming soon, or maybe you don't think it's coming soon. Let me tell you something. He left us. And he's here and he's using us as, as implements of his hands to share this gospel. And give me one example in the Bible where Jesus went in and just started beating people other than flipping the tables. <laughs> well, you know, the interesting thing about all of that, because I was like, OK, I know I'm supposed to wield truth and shine light and expose darkness. But I also know I'm supposed to, like God, draw people to Christ through loving mm. kindness because that's how God has drawn people. I have drawn you with love and kindness, right? And so you're drawn by the option of this grace, this opportunity mm. at life and redemption. That's loving kindness, right? When you're in the family, now you get the whole scope of mm. being in the family. You get the correction, you get the development, you get the challenge, you get the joy, you get the inheritance. All of it is packaged as once you're in the family. Before that, 
you're already in condemnation unless you accept this free gift of Mm. grace, which is the manifestation of loving kindness, right? So I think our biggest issue when we go out and or when we're not going out is we're, we're seeing this as we have the wrong job description. We're operating, thinking others' duties as a sign means being God and, and saving souls. I think one of the things in our church, even we say we're going to go out soul winning and we just know it's like it's a, a misnomer. <laughs> I'm not winning the souls. Christ is. Right. I have like I don't say anything about the title because I know what it means, but I make sure if there's anyone who's never gone before or a new believer, I kind of pull them aside and I let them know, like, remember, you're not winning the right. souls. Right? You might witness some soul winning by being a witness, and then you get to see God reap right there. You mm. might get to be a reaper today, but very often you're a sower and a waterer. Very often. Even with rejection. You don't know what seed will stick. You just don't know. We have people in our own church that have said, I grabbed that track that someone was handing me at the bus Mm. station and I jammed it in my pocket and I didn't look at it for weeks. And then one day I reached in and it was there. And that Mm. was the day I needed it. And now years later, singing on the worship team, married to um, married to one of the people on the worship team, having their having their, you know, their baby. Mm. Beautiful. You know, after like it's. It's amazing that in that moment, the person who handed the track maybe felt like this person's just going to throw it away. Or maybe they said it's going to come in handy one day. Or maybe they're mm-hmm. just going to throw it away. You know, they're, they're they, you know, whatever. They, they could have counted as a win loss or not even thought about it. But Holy Spirit knew. And it's all about changing your job description and knowing what your duty actually is. You're just called to share the truth. Mm. Bonus points if you share it excitedly and full of joy. (laughs) Right. Um, And and it's so big. Like when we go out there now, like I used to be like, I don't want to inconvenience anybody. No, I'm pulling people off train tracks or at least trying. Right. That's what I'm doing when I go out there. I'm not in. I might inconvenience you in the same way that someone who's trying to kill himself might feel inconvenienced by someone trying to save their life. But that's the kind of inconvenience I'm okay being a part of. And it takes practice. When we go out there, it still takes me time to warm up, depending on the day. These are the things that we're sharing with you. These are the things that we share with ourselves to get us ramped Mm. up, to change our mind back over and renew it into the truth again. And the more you speak it and the more you share it with other people, the more you see the fruits. We were actually, last night, someone in our life group, you know, after the live stream ended and it was just the people in the Zoom room, they shared that someone who was Muslim Mm. saved their life. And in the middle of what they were struggling with, um, they were struggling with a drug overdose Mm. and, and they must have like admitted their, their love of Christ. Right. And they woke up with a message in their pocket that said, you know, keep following God, like keep doing, like keep serving Jesus or keep following God. Cause he, cause God wanted you alive or something something right fast forward the guy that saved him is now preaching christ Mm. not islam you have no idea what when you're bearing fruit half the time you have no idea when you're planting a seed but there there are 
even the utterance of the truth, Christ, in, in a stupor can impact someone else because of what God's doing in their life. How much more when you are vigilant, when you are sober, when you are rejoicing, when you're saying, I'm terrified, but I'm going to go out and be bold for you, Lord, because that's what you call me to do. Right. How much more will it impact people? I like that. Now, that story it was actually phenomenal because he he's a good friend of mine. Um, and I've always wondered why he, he had poured so much into um, studying, you know, Islam and, and, and the beliefs and all this stuff because he does love people and he wants to reach people and he has, this, he has a heart to reach the Muslims. And it's amazing you just because you see the one side of him just pouring in and reading and studying and, and really bringing in a defense for the gospel, right? Like, and when I say that in a loving way, he's like the most loving. He's like, he's in something else now. He's like, I just, I just want to know how to love them right. And, and, and bring, and so he's studying that now. It's like, you know, it's because like, he wants to, he wants to be able to talk to people and, and be able to be like a Paul that says, you know, when I, when I was in uh, with the Jews, I spoke like the Jews. When I was the Greeks, I spoke like the Greeks, you know, mm-hmm. not saying that he entertained the sins of the Greeks, but he just could talk to them. Right. He could, he could find common ground to bring in the gospel. And so watching him go through that and tell us that story last night, of why, why he was homeless, you know, and, 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 and overdosing and, and what getting, led him to that and, and it's just like, and it's, it's like, that is that though. What leads you to the path? What, what brings you to that? Sharing the word of God. What brought you to this moment of, of, of having joy and, and peace and, and comfort and, and knowing that there's a bunch of promises that you've been given and you believe in those promises, you trust in those promises because you had a moment in your life where your eyes were open to truth. Well, that's cool. He shared truth in his worst moment, in his worst moment. Like who, most people reject it. Be like, who's this dude, this junkie, whatever. Right. And, but this dude, it hit him and changed his life. Um, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. I mean, we, we've been giving, we've been given orders to move, but let me tell you something. And I, I want to go here because we're talking about different things in, in our evangelism. We have to be t- in, t- in touch with the Holy Spirit. I keep saying this and I'll say it a hundred times. We have to sit out there, like Michelle said, it's not us out there saving nobody. It's the Holy Spirit saving somebody. We're being used by, by the Holy Spirit. We're using, being used by Jesus. Okay. Because people sit there and say, well, I'm supposed to be nice all the time. Well, you're supposed, you're, yeah, you're supposed to be godly. You're supposed to be Christ-like, number one. Mm-hmm. Now, things that you say might be very bold and they might be very upfront and they're very truthful and they're necessary. Um, I remember when we were talking to the two guys in Wheaton. Mm-hmm. And they had a background in you know Catholicism and all that stuff. Their parents were believers. Remember to the, the, yeah. the two the two guys. And, and, and I don't know what it was that laid on it, but they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're like, yeah, yeah. My parents and yeah, we know Jesus and you know we're not ready because you know I said, well, yeah, I have fun, right? Yeah, you know, and and all this stuff. And but they know, they know. And I don't know what laid it on my heart, but in that moment as they're walking away, I say, hey, I just want y'all to know because you know this. That if you get hit by a bus crossing over that street because you're going to go catch the bus and you get hit by that bus and you die, you're going to hell. And I think that's the hardest I've ever been in my it evangelism. Is. And what's amazing <sighs> is earlier today, for the first time in two years, yeah. they came to mind. Oh, really? And then, and so I said like a little prayer for them and then you just brought them up. And I don't know what that means, but just FYI, <laughs> that's how things work in this house sometimes. <laughs> but, 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 but right. it's like, yeah, see, but so I'm saying is, but I didn't say it like, <clears throat> yeah, like, no, I just, Hey, I said, look, you know, true. I think I was more compassionate too. I say yeah. kind of hard here, but cause I'm no, but you said it. I love I, souls. You I love souls. said it with love. Yeah. You said it with love. It didn't, it wasn't full of hate or resentment or gotcha. 
it was like a authoritative plea with everything you had. It didn't sound like a beg, but it was just like, this is, these are the stakes. It doesn't impact Mm -hmm. us like it impacts you. For us, it's just, if we find out that happens, it's just a heartbreak. For you, it's an eternal address that no one's going to want when they get there. And I will say when they turned, they said, we know. It wasn't a anger. It was a calm. Yeah, we, we know. Right. So hopefully a seed was planted. Right. You know, um, Paul planted, Paul's watered, mm-hmm. and God, God grows it. Yeah. And so we just pray. We pray. We pray every day. We pray for souls. We pray every day that regardless of being rejected. And, and go, you know, that we would still go out and share the word of God because she's right. Sometimes she's like, the battlefield. We got so many stories. Uh, pastor Brent, another pastor of ours comes down. He's got this beautiful, like, like he's got he's ropes. He's got like rope tricks. Yeah, like, yeah, rope tricks. And, and he, he puts it together and, and it has a little stick in the middle and he ties on the sins and the different kinds of sin. He's, you know, you'll do this bad and you'll do this bad. You know, he kind of, it's, and then, and then the middle is a stick that flips out to a cross. If you're watching on, you, you know, on YouTube, it's like it flips into a cross. And then it's funny the way he pulls it, all of the sins fall off when the cross comes out. Yeah. And I remember, like, it works beautiful. He's from Costa right. Rica. He's a pastor in Costa Rica, opened a church, or got a church started, passed, planted a church in Costa Rica. And you go on the streets of Costa Rica, everybody's like, woo, you get these big crowds. Everybody's like, yeah. Right. And it's like exciting. We went to Silver Spring and tried. <laughs> and, and, and there's two kids on the end, like, they're like, yeah, yeah. Their parents are like, yeah, grab the rope, grab the rope. And the minute that cross came out and Jesus' name got mentioned, <laughs> the parents snatched them up so fast. The ropes hit the ground. And, and then it was us. That's the area we're in. And so I don't know what kind of area you're in. I'm not sure if you're in an area of hardened hearts or maybe you're in the Bible belt and you're dealing with other things, um, you know, with, with this message of God, of the gospel, of the finished work of grace, uh, of the finality of him dying on the cross. But it's important. It's important that we dig in and we say, you know what? I don't care if today I go out and get rejected. Today I want to go share the word. If God is laying it on your heart, go out there. Don't hold back. Michelle, you know, I'm, I'm that Colorado boy that walks around smiling all the time. <laughs> I, I avoided talk, eye contact well, I for like a decade. <laughs> and I talk to everyone. I don't care. I'll find a conversation. And I don't always just walk and be like, Jesus loves you. No, I was like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> and then I, br- I bring it in. But, uh, and I remember at first she was like, I just, I, I'm mortified to do this. But I'll go if you go. And you know what's cool is she said she would go. <clears throat> and the more we did it, the more comfortable it got. Now, of course, you know, we've, we've, like we said, we've changed it. Mm-hmm. We've gone to the free prayer sign. It, it is definitely more, ed, you know, it definitely has um, better impact in our area because we, we sat there and said, this doesn't work. Also know that. No, know when a door closes. Uh, you know, God's going to open and close doors if we take our hand off the handle. Just, just remember that. And he'll adjust you to what you need to do in your evangelism. But, uh, man, I just think that when we go out there and, and we share the gospel that, you know, expect to be rejected. But also be, be edified in knowing that there's always going to be a divine appointment. Right. Out of all the tracks that we hand out, only like three of them get thrown on the ground. Yeah. The rest of them get stuffed in a pocket, stuffed. Maybe they throw it in the trash down the street. I don't know. But I'm saying right there in the vicinity, there's only been one or two that have been dropped right in front of us. And so that's actually, if you think of like all of the tracks that we've handed out, that's kind of amazing mm-hmm. that they've held on to it. And you know what? Like she said in the story earlier, you know, even though we might be rejected, you know, she shared that story about the girl in our church. And it's just amazing that we plant, that that seed was planted right. and he grew it. Yeah. I, I think that that's, 
we've had a lot of awesome guests this yeah. season that have taught us a lot about the nature of sharing. And over and over, it's last season, it was availability that mm. came out to be the key. And of course, that carries into this because it's all interconnected. But the just this desire mm. for you to bring others along that's what it takes. That's all it takes is, is just seeing that this is valuable. Is this message that you believe of value? Mm. If you would text five friends mm. that there's a 50% off coupon code at y'all's favorite coffee shop, then you are capable of sharing the gospel mm. because you have felt the excitement of being able to share good news that has an expiration date. So now we have good news that does not expire, you know, at least, I mean, hey, I don't know when it ends. I don't know when the clock cuts down to zero. So actually it does have an expiration date, hoof, but it's eternity at stake. And um, that's why this whole season is about this. You know, the biblical worldview, do it even when you're not speaking do it without compromise go out and even reach the hardened hearts and do not fear the rejection you've been accepted by the one that matters Mm. so now try to bring others so they get to feel that same acceptance Mm, i like that yeah amen yeah next week next week is gonna be an academically tough one for us, but it's also <laughs> going to kind of carry this on um, into, you know, new territory. But we would love to hear what you guys have done, have seen, have experienced as far as evangelism. What do you what's working where you are? Go ahead and let us know that because we are always inspired by that. And maybe someone else will be, too. So and then just remember yeah. that God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and self-control. Amen. 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 All right, guys, thepantrypodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone else that you want to share the gospel out and about with. That's one way to definitely get bold is to have a friend. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and catch other great shows on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.